What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Orange and Brew, the podcast where we've married our two favorite pastimes, the Denver Broncos and beer. Those are definitely our two favorites. Mm-hmm. It's got to be those two. That's fine. Welcome again. And uh, you can. I'm JT Matthews. You can find me at JTMatthews01 on Twitter. I'm here with the soon-to-be doctor, Nicholas Manning, at NManningPO on Twitter. And you can follow us, uh, our podcast, at brew underscore orange on Twitter. And we have a, an email that well we'll tell you later when we get into the contest deeds. <laughs> and we got some we got some run on a on a tweet about our contest. So hopefully we have some new people chiming in, yeah. uh listening in. So we will get to that. Um we generally get to that in the third segment, but don't just skip there, listen because it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. We're um We'll be reflecting on the Jets game. We'll be looking at forward to the Patriots game, and we'll be giving our our cold hard details. Yeah, some facts for your for your life to live by, something like that. Yeah, I like it. How's uh, how's life in general for you? Got always open with the you know just the, the opening <laughs> like hey like how you doing? That's good. I mean life's not too bad, man. You you could complain, but why? Yeah, I mean yeah. got to make the best of it. Whether it's good or bad, right? I mean, there's always stuff that you could complain about. I think it says a lot about people that find those things. This guy is, is so close to getting his yeah. his doctorate. Just hold your breath. Yeah. Just get there. We're good. Yeah, he's just got to get there, and then I'll get to see him again. Yeah. Because he's been a, a shut-in. Yep. It's, it's that work. You got to do what you got to do. Yep. I'm sure your wife will be pleased when that's all over, too. More time to commit to chasing rugrats around. Yeah, I'll actually look forward to that, too. I mean, it's... That that is better than the alternative. Yeah, I mean, that's I, for sure. I've enjoyed the scholastic process. I'm fine being done with the scholastic process. <laughs> I think you've put in enough time. Yeah, more than the average person for sure. There's a lot. I mean, the it's really just a, a dedication to staying connected and present with whatever the work is or whatever the the subject is. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to to learn what I've learned and have the experience that I've had. But I'll be excited to. Have the hours back. Put it behind you. Yeah. And just have the, you have the paper. Yep. It says that you're the doctor. That's right. And then you just move on. And then I'll just be insufferable. And then you'll get to to remind your children yep. the value of hard work. That's a fact. And because I'll, I'll be like, dad. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> doctor, dad. Exactly. Yeah. Doctor, dad. Yeah. I can, I can get behind that. I mean, I earned it. I'm going to start calling you doctor once you get it. So, hey, I will not respond to you if you don't. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Um, let's jump into, uh, let's start with practice. So Drew Locke returning to practice today. Um, that's a good sign. Yeah. Right. We're excited about that. And Philip Lindsay's getting some run. He is, it looks like he'll be ready for the game Sunday versus the Patriots. So that's exciting too. <laughs> yep. I mean, the, the opportunity or presentability that he could play, I think just gives a Broncos country a shot in the arm considering all of the injuries that we've had. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this season has been brutal. And, and you know, I, talking about it last week or the week before, it really felt like it was Denver-centric. But watching the injuries kind of pile up NFL-wide the last few weeks, it really has become a kind of a growing concern. And I don't know if, if there is a correlation with missing the preseason, but I would say I don't know that there isn't. Right. I, sadly, that was – not sadly. I mean, that was something that was collectively bargained. And – uh you know, I'm, I'm not sure if the players regret it or don't regret it. And I haven't looked at the stats about injuries, but um, kind of going back to, to Drew Locke, I don't know if I would play him, um, but I don't know that I wouldn't. And so watching him throw at practice, um, it, 
if he can throw and he can he can take a hit on it and there's not a concern about damaging it further, it's just pain management, um, then I don't know that I would hold him out either. Sure. It's one of those games, too, where if the Broncos can get a win, you know, they have an opportunity next week against an easier opponent to get a third win. Now you're back at 500 before you play the Chiefs. Um, that's a much different place than, you know, you lose this one. Maybe you're maybe you're two and four or one and five. You know, God forbid you lose that game too. And uh, you know, it's a it's kind of a season defining game, even though maybe it shouldn't be this early. Yeah, uh, it seems like maybe this is a, an opportune time to kind of have. I, I, I hate to I hate to uh, take advantage of the the Patriots with Cam and and Gilmore out, um, but realistically, you know, they're going to play the game regardless. And you got to show up with who you got. And it seems like maybe an opportune time to kind of get the Patriots on the schedule, even though they're still a tough team. I, I'm not going to, you know, downplay that. But maybe with Cam and Gilmore out, then they present a little less threat with Stidham and Hoyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe I think I think you could be right about that. It could be it could be a turning point, you know, at least getting us back to, towards the 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 mean a little bit. You hope. I mean, that's the, it's the big opportunity to be able to do that. Right. And, and I think if you looked at the beginning of the season and if we talked about it, I would have been disappointed with a, with a three and three start. Sure. Um, if the Broncos were healthy, I think considering all of that, that they've been through, if you were told me that they'd be three and three, considering the, you know, the formidable front sevens and defenses that they played and they'll, they'll play again this week. I mean, you could ask for worse, right? You're on your third starting quarterback, and maybe you're going back to to Drew Lock, which will be a, a fourth, you know, the, the yeah. third time that you've changed quarterbacks in a, in a season. I mean, that's pretty significant, and especially if you're able to play well and come out with a win. So um, I hope that he plays. One, I just selfish, and I would like to to watch him play football. I for think sure, it's a really good opportunity to kind of seize the moment and be the Broncos' quarterback for a long time. Uh, I don't know if I would jeopardize him to get that win. I don't think it's that uh, imperative, but it definitely, you know, it gave everyone a little bit of a spark just to see that he's back to practice. Even yeah. If, even if his likelihood is, eh. it's just been, it's been a season of, of bad news. Really. Every, every time, man, every time that you see a tweet, right. So it's like, Oh, who did, who do we lose this week? Yep. Um, so it was nice to, to see him back to practice. It was nice, nice to see, you know, Mike Purcell get, get a contract extension. You know, it's uh it gave you it gave you a break from the the uh oh what's yeah, coming exactly you know and, and if he plays then obviously you feel like you have a significant advantage at the quarterback position against whoever the the Patriots were to roll out there assuming that Cam Newton's not going to be clear to play I I presuming that he won't be who knows I mean winning in the NFL is a pretty big deal and maybe that gets yeah. ran through but I think with all of the focus on COVID right now thanks to the Titans and and some some loose protocols. I, I don't think that they'll get an opportunity to really to, to kind of get Cam through, even if he's asymptomatic and has a has a negative test. It might just be another one where they they have to game plan for it. And I bet Bill Belichick isn't really scared about playing the Broncos this week. Sure. So it might be one where the, they would err on the side of caution because they feel confident that they can. So we'll see. You know, and if not, you know, Brett Brett Ripon versus Jared Stidham or or Brian, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Yeah. I still think maybe it's a wash and, and yeah. <laughs> Or a drift to, to our side. I mean, watching that team, you know, the Patriots quarterback play on, on Monday night, that's why they lost. Right. right? I mean, it, if you look, they ran the ball pretty well. Their defense showed up. And their defense has been pretty, pretty stout pretty, this year. Pretty stout. You know, I, they, they, they give up some big plays. So average yards given up per pass attempt. They're pretty high. They're, I think they're back to like fifth lowest or, or fifth from the bottom uh, in the NFL. And then they give up four and a half almost yards per carry. So they're a team that can get that can give up some plays and without Stephon Gilmore, who is COVID positive, um, I think has a really big opportunity to make some plays. So I definitely would feel more confident with Drew Lock um, playing, but I think Brett Ripon showed at least some willingness to put the ball in there and uh, and try and make some plays happen. So um, at least at the quarterback position, I feel like there's a I feel like unless they roll out Cam Newton, regardless, we're not overmatched. Right, maybe a draw at worst. At minimum, which if you were to, you know, two weeks ago to see that it was, um, you know, that we had Brett Ripper and we're going up to Foxborough, I mean, chalked it up to an L. I chalked it up to an L and whatever the, the schedule came out as soon as I knew that Cam Newton was, was there. Right. Um, 
without Cam playing and and watching what those guys did. Um, if our, if the Broncos' run defense plays well, could be a tough. I mean, yeah, I don't think the Broncos are going to get rolled over. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think the the one game that that they were really overmatched was that Tampa game, and a ton of that goes to the quarterback holding on the ball forever. Yeah, and uh, you know the defense played well. The defense kept them in every single game so far. I, I would be shocked if that wasn't the case again this week. Yeah, um, let's talk about you. You mentioned Purcell getting uh, an extension. He got a three year. $14.8 million extension. He, he's kind of one of those, he's been a steady force for the Broncos for the last, at least yeah. last season and a little bit uh, previously. And just someone who's kind of improved year after year. Um, why do you think they chose to do that now versus waiting? Or do you think, do you think they were trying to take advantage of an opportunity with the guy that they think is going to be really good and try and get him on the cheap a little bit? Before his uh, value skyrockets. Yep. Yeah, I think that the Broncos have they, they do this right. So it is. Uh, it's Chris Harris in 2012, or 2000, 2012, and then you know Derek Wolf in 2014 um, or 2015. You you go to the guy early. Yeah. Um, and and they probably do it with a slew of players, right? Because in the end, I have this pot of money. Here's where I think the value is in our team, um, and. The earlier you go, and especially with a guy like Mike Purcell, who's bounced around the league, probably doesn't want to go anywhere. And if there's some security to stay here and I'm at home, um, you know, in the in the city and town I grew up in, playing for the team that I rooted for, why not, right? And, it, it, you know, I think you got between, what, six and seven guaranteed, um, a yeah. million guaranteed. For a guy that's that has been um, that unsure in his life, you know, let alone his playing career. Sure. And that's pretty... You know, that's not money to, to sneeze at, especially for a guy who's a two-down player who's that that position is kind of getting wiped out in the league. Um, but the Broncos see the value, right? The, the defense is significantly different when he plays. I think he's progressed as a pass rusher. He's not a he is not a guy that you're gonna bring in a nickel situations, but sure. he's pushed the pocket, he's made some plays, he's made the com- the quarterback feel uncomfortable um when when rushing up the middle. And he, he definitely keeps guys clean. Look at how well Josie Jewell has played over the last few weeks specifically. And then what Alexander Johnson has been doing because those guys started at the same time last year, it's really hard to take away Alexander Johnson's performance, you know, and, and look at it in a vacuum without recognizing that Mike Purcell has probably cleaned up a lot in front of him so yeah. that he can go around and be the dinosaur and go make plays, you know? Um, and so I'm, I'm glad that they did it. I'm, I'm assuming that they put it on the table because it will give you 24 hours to think about it, you know, call your wife, yeah. call your mom, call your, call your agent and then let us know. And then, uh, a deal gets done. It, it's usually that kind of thing because if not, they'll shop the deal. Sure. They'll shop similar money around to other positional groups. Um, yeah, Purcell, he's kind of grown into this solid, just like, it, it, I always talk about players that I that I, I like that are just like, they, they may not jump off the page at you, but they're going to do their job and they're not going to mess up that often. And he's kind of, that's where he's kind of grown into, in my opinion. He's kind of been this steady force that is going to be where he needs to be. And it makes everyone else better up and down the line in the linebacking core and, and on the defense. Um, so I was excited to see that he got the extension. I think he is deserving of it. And I, I think, you know, Broncos fans have been been impressed by his play over the uh, the last year or so. Let's, let's move into the Jets game. It feels like it was forever ago. Uh, only a week ago. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Let's talk about a little bit about Brett Rippon because we didn't really know what to expect. You know, we had seen him play some preseason. Um, we know his lineage, but what was your impression coming out of that game of Brett Rippon versus going into it? I think probably going into it, there wasn't a whole lot of expectation. Mm-hmm. But uh, what did you? How did you come out of that? You know, I, I thought that he, I thought that he played well, especially early. I thought that you could see the quickness in his decision making, and just watching an offense that operates on time. There wasn't a lot of negative plays. He wasn't taking sacks. It just it flowed better. And I think with that, you keep guys like Jerry Judy and Noah Fant involved early. Um, you saw his lack of arm strength play sure. out when he couldn't get the ball out of bounds. You know, Dicer gets a pick. And then the ball that Jerry Judy mosses over yeah. dome um, was a ball that was underthrown, right? And so it probably should have been intercepted. But in the end, you give your guy an opportunity to make a play, and he did it. 
Um, so I, I think those are the things that I see. I was surprised a little bit about some of the um, some of the errors that he made and throwing the ball where he did. Sure. But when you look at it, as there was, he's only had one off season. Uh, he's been on the practice squad, so his reps period have been have been yeah. pretty minimal. Limited. And then you bring it to um, to what the you know, the truncated season that is now, uh, and him being on the practice squad for right. the majority of it, so probably getting less reps than than maybe anyone else would. Um, and I think he played pretty well. I I would bet that he'll play better again this week. Um, I bet they'll try and really limit what he'll do. The Patriots defense will we'll play a lot like the Jets did. The yeah. man, they'll probably bring some pressure. Um, it, it may be a little bit more confusion on the back end or rotating some coverages. So I bet that they'll try and really stay safe for a bit, um, get an opportunity to get the ball out quick run the ball as much as possible. Um, I would assume that it'd be a little bit more of a conservative game plan considering they're playing a much better defense even without Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. Do you do you feel like this win I mean obviously it's needed. You always need wins to get back into it. Does this does this bolster the Broncos at all? Or do you think that this was just a battle of two hurt bad bad teams mm. not trying to stay out of last place? Yeah. Yes. And the answer is yes. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, I, you have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Sure. Um, you know, and I think if he doesn't, if Burt Ripon doesn't throw that pick six, you, you know, it's a really bad throw that he, he's probably not trying to make at that point in time. Um, yeah, they win by yeah. whatever, whatever that is, 17, 18 points. I mean, then the game just looks, then they did exactly what they should do against right. a team that's that's bad. But, um, you, you know, sometimes it's a, it's kind of like when your college team, you know, goes on the road, they, they play in the, whatever, the Arlington classic, you go play a, a really good team and you lose, i.e. kind of the Titans game or the Pittsburgh game, right? Your confidence rattled a little bit and then you get the cupcake. Sure. And you go out and you do exactly what you should do. You get some key performances from guys like Bradley Chubb and, uh, and Melvin Gordon. All of a sudden their confidence perks up. You see AJ Bouye coming back or probably back maybe next week. Julak will be back at least probably by next week, if not this week. Then you start to see a little bit of the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. You know, once you win, it really doesn't matter who you beat. That feeling is nice, and I think that feeling helps motivate you to try and go get it again, right? You can't miss what you haven't had. And so sure. far during uh, 2020, they hadn't won yet. Now they have. You get a little bit of a taste. You get 10 days off to rest a little bit. Um, and so I, I, I think that it's an indication that they beat a team they were supposed to which is good. I think there were areas that they showed out. Um, Bosby coming in and playing really well. Yeah. I think you got an opportunity to be able to get some guys um, some run to see what you had to go into a game where you have to play well from the onset. You can't give up a ridiculous scramble for a touchdown or a pick six. <laughs> that was an um, impressive scramble. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it was impressive or just terrible. You know, Justin Simmons <laughs> probably, that's... It was not his finest moment. No, I don't no. know. Kareem Jackson thought he was going to slide, so he doesn't make a tackle. So right. he just stands there. Right. That was impressive if you're a Jets fan and shameful if you weren't. It was rough. <laughs> yeah. um, I was just, I, I thought, I didn't know he had those wheels. He's pretty quick. He, he's actually pretty an athletic guy. I really liked his tools. And I think if Sam Darnold were anywhere else, I think he has a shot. I think yeah. that the Jets just, they wrecked him. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. kind of Derek or David Carr-ish, right? Like right. David Carr probably could have been a really good quarterback. You go to the, the the Texans, you get sacked 130 times in two years. It's your soul goes somewhere. Yeah. Just, um, you can never, you'll never trust you again. You just don't. I mean, it's a, it is a, your relationship is broken. You, know, you have reactive attachment. You you failed to connect with anyone again because they just hurt you. Um, so, but they they went and did the thing that they were supposed to do. Guys got some some confidence. I think Bradley Chubb felt like Bradley Chubb again. Shelby Harris played really well. Again, Josie Duell finally, you know, had a had a really solid day. So I think it shows you're able to show tape of guys to themselves about that's what you're supposed to do. Now let me show you what this guy did that you're supposed to do. This is how you did what you were supposed to do. Now let's replicate that. It's much easier to be able to do once someone's done it once. Sure. I wanted to acknowledge your uh, X Factor picks last week because you were pretty on point. Thanks. I was on point. With my Broncos X Factor, who was uh, Tim Patrick, I just I just had a brain. I gave, you, I gave you love during. The game. You did give me love during yeah. the game, um, and I and I said, "Well, you better have because I was going to mention it if you didn't." Yeah. But then I didn't mention yours, so now I feel like I should yeah, mention no, yeah. should mention yours. You you picked uh, Jamison Crowder as one of your 
X-Factors for the Jets. And he had a pretty darn good game. And I think you probably saw that coming a little bit. And then I think for the Broncos, you picked Bradley Chubb. I did. And he had a very good game. His best game so far. Yes. Um, and so I just thought you deserved a little praise for that. Thanks. Not that you need a bigger head, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'll at least give you props when you deserve them. Well, I appreciate it. I, you know, I, I liked your pick. I thought um, I knew that one of their receivers had to have a big day. Yeah. And, and not like a not like good day, but a big day. You know, they got two. You know, Tim Patrick had another really big solid day, and then Jerry Judy obviously yeah made some freak plays. And I think when you had that, then you. you you lengthen out a defense. And what I mean by that is you, you push back how far they have to cover. Sure. Right? And so now instead of covering 15 to 20 yards, I only got to cover 20 to 30 yards or 40 yards because you got guys that are down there that can go make a 20-yard splash play or a 30-yard splash play. That was pretty significant watching Tim Patrick do that. You know, Tim Patrick's a, a good dude. He's played hard, rolled up the sleeves. You know, he's yep. done kind of the grunt work. He deserves an opportunity to get some focus. Um, he catches everything that gets thrown to him, and he makes some really tough catches. It's a really reliable guy and and a, a better athlete than people give him credit for. So I'm really excited for him. I think I think he's going to have another opportunity to shine this week too. Yeah. Um, especially without Stephon Gilmore, they don't have a lockdown guy and they don't have a big corner either. So um, if I'm Brett Ripon or I'm or I'm Drew Lock coming back this week, you know, those back shoulder fades or or for giving him an opportunity to go up and get that ball, a la Cortland Sutton, I'm doing that. Um, for sure. I, I think that that's a pretty positive game plan going in, and I think uh, they better execute it. I uh, wanted to bring up one more piece from the um, the Jets game before we move on to the Patriots, and that was the Noah Fant ankle injury. It was just another example of like how scary the season's been for Broncos fans. Just seeing him carted back to the to the the locker room or to the uh, back to get checked out was just a moment where you were just holding your breath again. You know, which it seems like probably for the tenth time this season we've been doing that, mm-hmm. and it seemed like that was a piece that was missed in that second half. He's been effective thus far when, when he's been targeted, Nick Vanette has kind of struggled. And so I, I don't know. I just, I kind of wonder what the tight end room is going to look like moving forward. Obviously Fant will be out this week and it'll give some guys some chance, a chance. Do you think Vanette stays as a primary in the rotation? Or do you think they, they're going to give some other guys some run like Beck? Well, I, that's a that's a good question because I don't know if I would have thought it back. That would be what I would do, um, you know, as I would have butt in there. I think Alberto is going to get a shot this week. Yeah. Um, but I doubt that that's going to be very in line very much. Um, Finette really hasn't impressed as a blocker either. That's kind of where you brought him. You right. Hope that he was going to be able to do that. So why not? You know, why don't you run? Um, you know, Beck is is H back type. You can bring him up to the line. I think that's a really good plan. I would wonder or hope maybe that they do have a two-back set. And do you? Because Philip Lindsay should be uh, good to go this week, and so you have an opportunity to get him on the field with Melvin Gordon. You know, you run some um, some different looks, whether that's one of the guys out of the slot or some motion or uh, kind of dual action, right? Uh, and so getting the defense to commit a certain way double screen games, right? Um, those kind of things. So I think that would be a really good opportunity to be able to utilize the playmakers that you got. And so we've talked about it since week one when people questioned why, why would you bring in Melvin Gordon? Right. And in, in the end, the answer was you have to have as many playmakers as possible, partly to ensure that if injuries happen, you have a multitude of people that you can throw the ball to, um, which is exactly what's happening. Now. Right. And so if, without bringing in Melvin Gordon, that was just Freeman running the ball, right? You yeah, just yeah. Lindsay. Uh, you don't really have an opportunity to be able to do that. So now you have some options, which whatever quarterback you're bringing in, that's a um, that's a, a sight or, or something that you're pretty excited to see again. I really like your suggestion of back. I think uh, I would like to see him on the field more. Yeah, me too. He's kind of someone who, who made an impression last year, and I think yeah, there's a reason right. he stuck to this roster. Yep, I agree with you. Um, let's... Let's get into the next segment. Broncos got a, a win. Um, let's see. Let's discuss whether we feel like they can get a win versus the Patriots. So uh, stick with us, and we'll catch you on the other side.
Thanks for hanging with us. We are in segment two, and we're going to talk about the upcoming game versus the Patriots. Um, I wanted to start and get your opinion on something. So today, uh, Mark Kislev, the Denver Post, released an article and basically saying the Broncos should refuse to play the Patriots on Sunday due to the coronavirus safety safety concerns. Um, he went on to say, it's a bigger integrity of the game issue than Deflategate ever was. Um, do you think that there's any legitimacy to that narrative, or do you think that this is kind of an overreaction? And I, I hate to to do that because I think we've we've kind of established ourselves in the corner of uh, you know leaning towards the side of caution. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think there's there's legitimacy there or no? You know, I think he he sent a tweet out here a little earlier today too saying so if football is a brotherhood then the patriots brothers here in denver should make it clear to the league that they won't participate in a farce and a game sunday between the broncos and pats would be a farce um i like mark i I like his work i think his, his his work is definitely much more of the opinion based than it is the right the provider information sure base do I think that the Broncos shouldn't play? No, I don't think that they should not play if the game is presented. I think for two reasons. One, um, I don't think that the league will let them. Right. So if they if they refuse to play, then they're going to take a L. And I, and I don't know if that I don't know if them sitting out, especially if there's not support from other teams or other owners that that puts you on a put you on an island with no direction. And I I don't think that that would be something that I would recommend. Do I think that they should make a stink potentially? Yeah, but I think in the end, what's the end game? So then you, if you don't trust the protocols that the, if you don't think the Patriots are following them, i.e. the Titans, yeah, I don't think I'd play then. Um, So if you, if you don't believe that that's the case, if you believe that they're, they're loose over there, that they're not doing what they need to do, I don't think that the Patriots would run that way for as much as they have cheated or snuck. I think that they're pretty tight when it comes to that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, you know, it's Thursday by Sunday. Can you really confirm and have enough rapid tests to find out if anyone has the, has the virus? I believe that. I think that there's things that can be done. Um, so I think that you kind of would follow protocol the same as any of us, right? Um, if you have a job, someone tests positive, you get tests out. Do you feel comfortable going back? Maybe, maybe not. Um, would I fault any of the guys for not wanting to play? No. I sure, yeah. Um, especially everything considering. So it's tough. I, I think that people have to make make decisions. I think that the NFL doesn't want to punt games, especially if they don't have to. And without any clear violation, I think that this game is going to go on. So do you forfeit the game and you just kind of take it? Um, I think that's... Uh, that's tough. I think it is tough. That's um, a tough thing to do. Yeah. Do you... So, if, so just for example, mm-hmm. if... Jerry Judy or Mike Purcell or any of our players decided, hey, the risk is too great. I'm going to sit this one out. Do you, I guess, do you think that that's an acceptable thing? And do you think people should support that? Or do you think people should be frustrated by that? I think if anyone makes a personal decision about their well-being, either them or their family, I respect all of it. Um, and to, to focus on that, because there's disappointment in how you think your team will perform. Sure. Um, it stinks. It, it stinks when Val Miller got hurt, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm upset. Do I want to get mad at him and, and question how he trained or right? do all of the sure. why? Um, you know, I think that's negative energy that, um, that can be better suited in our lives to do something else. So now I wouldn't fault anyone. I think in a pandemic, people have to be smart and, um, and make good decisions for themselves. So if someone wanted to sit out, you know, I don't, I didn't fault Juwan James for sitting out. Sure. Would I have liked him to play? Sure. Absolutely. Um, especially with the uh, pains we've had at right yep. tackle. Especially with, and hey, you know what? Uh, he's got to make a decision that's best for him and his life. And, uh, you know, the rest of the guys get paid too. And that's a little bit how I look at it. Right? When someone calls in at, at my job, um, why focus on why they're not there and what I need to do to be able to, because that's the place still has to run, right? I still right. got to do my job. Um, things still have to happen. So why focus on that part? Um, I don't think that that'll be the case. I really, I would really doubt if any of the, the, I think by opting into the season, I think most of the guys have accepted the risk and they'll be there for that. Um, 
So I doubt that anyone would sit out, especially with it being this far, if this was happening Saturday. Right. Um, and you don't really feel like you're trust other teams protocols or you're getting some wind about that, then, then I would expect it. So I don't think that anyone would sit out, but I wouldn't fault anyone if they did. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I appreciate the article just, just bringing, you know, continuing to bring attention to coronavirus and the seriousness of it. Um, but I agree, you know, at the end of the day, a, you know, the NFL is in the, in the business of making money and they can't make money if they don't put games on the field. And that's just the reality of the situation. Not that that's a great, excuse um but that's just kind of how it runs and how it will run and, and continue to run um but uh, you know on the other hand i think that I, I i like the stress of safety but you you've got to be able to, at some point to trust your employees and and you know ownership and that sort of thing and and hope that people are doing the right thing and continue like you said it's a business you know at, at your place of work if something was to happen there's protocols that are put into place and then you have to make that decision whether it's good for you or not. Um, so I, I support that for sure. Um, I like I I don't mind the narrative, um, but I also think that the Broncos should be playing. And assuming that they're playing, let's talk a little bit about. So Drew Lock is practicing today. There's potential he could be playing. If not, then we'll be back to ripping. Yep. Do you game plan differently based on your quarterback uh, against the Patriots, or do you think that the game plan will be essentially the same? I think that it'll be the same because I don't think that either of the guys have been in the league long enough to be able to provide them different stuff. Okay. Um, and especially with the short truncated season, I think all of the same plays will be on the table. What I think will be different is how you call them and what order. I mean, they went deep, you know, a handful of times with Brett Rippon. Yeah. His arm is, is not Drew Locke's. Right? Yeah. So, um, so I think they still called the same game. They might be less aggressive in certain situations or, um, call different route combos and because that I think you play to the strength of your quarterback um, but I don't think that um... every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at U.S. Border Patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe if you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I don't think that you would, I don't think that you would have different packages sets or, or that sure. kind of stuff. Do I think that they should have done that with Jeff Driscoll though? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think his skill set is quite a bit different. I mean, you saw him come in and run the read option. I think that's awesome. I think having those kind of things for a guy like that would be really great. Brett Rippon, I'm probably not running those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but the the concepts and how you're how you're preparing for the game for both of those guys, I think I would I would keep it the same just for the simple fact that this team's only been playing together for two months. Sure. Really, right. So that would be, I think, a, a lot to ask. Maybe a few more long balls if if locks in there versus Rippon. Maybe, but I think the I think positive thing about about Brett is he 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 put the ball in a position where Jerry Judy can go make a play because he can't overthrow him. Drew Locke, on the other hand, has a propensity to overthrow people. Yeah, can't catch it if he can't run to it. Right. He did so, overthrow, I think, three in the first game. Yes. Yep. So, which happens with a guy that loses this footwork and uh, yeah, and relies on his arm strength. He's he's going to put the ball up and the the ball is going to get overthrown. Um, so I, I think that they'll run some. I think they'll run some of the same concepts. Um, some of the same route patterns, and I think they'll take a couple shots deep because I think that you should have to. Yeah, you have to in this league because if you don't, you you see what happens. You know the Bucks where it's direct risk goal. Yeah, they yeah. Load the box and they bring the pressure, and I dare you. And if you if you can't show that you have the propensity even to try and, and take a shot deep, um, it's game over. Game over. I mean, yeah. and, and it was early, right? And that in that uh, Bucks game. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the running uh, game because Melvin Gordon, I think, has been. Probably one of the brightest spots on on the offense. Um, and considering he had, there was a lot of um, conjecture as to why why would the Broncos bring in a running back? We have Philip Lindsay, 
yada, yada, yada. Um, is this kind of an opportune time for, for Philip Lindsay to be coming back into the rotation against a tough team that is pretty, pretty good against the run, but can give up, like you said earlier, can mm-hmm. give up some plays. Do you think that Lindsay's return significantly improves our chances versus the Patriots this week? Or do you think it's just kind of a nice piece, but may not, may not tip the scales at all? I don't know if it tips the scales, but I think that it improves our chances because you just, you have better players at yeah. your disposal. I think that you can run um, a little bit more dynamic run plays and run actions. Uh, I think that you can spell Melvin Gordon more. I think you can flex him out, which yeah. will, maybe will help in the, in the past game since KJ Hamler is going to be out this week. So I think it improves our chances. I don't, I don't think necessarily that would give us an edge because you can only hand the ball off to so many guys at yeah. one time. Um, but I do think that it provides a boost, you know, if uh, he just brings something different and especially for a team that lacks some speed, the the Patriots do, especially in their linebacking core, if you can get outside on the edge. I think that that's uh, you know, and that's what Philip Lindsay can do. It, it brings a different element, which I think changes the, the, the perspective of what you're providing or what you're showing to the defense. Uh, so I, I think that it definitely, it doesn't hurt. That's for sure. Yeah. And you can give, like you said, kind of earlier, you can kind of give some different offensive looks with the mm-hmm. two back set or something like that. So I do think it improves the chances as well. Um, I just wondered if, you know, I, I feel like Melvin G- Gordon's definitely been carrying the load. Yep. Um, and I think you saw with the Patriots or not the Patriots, sorry, the Packers a little bit on Monday night there, they intentionally didn't run Aaron Jones a lot early because they think that you know as the game gets later and he's stronger that he has the ability to make some big plays so i wondered if maybe that was there was similar thinking there with with uh melvin gordon and Lindsay. maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, i i think that's a that's a pretty a stout perspective um i'm excited to see i think that to to bring in a guy who um not only brings kind of what he does physically but his tenacity yeah. and his emotion and um, his leadership. When you don't have a guy like Drew Locke probably out there, you don't have Cortland Sutton. So I think that there are some other things too to be able to get than just being able to have specific packages or, or finding opportunities to get him involved That's true. on the field. I think there's – what else does he bring? You know, watching number 30 run out in pre-games and watching him jaw at people. I mean, it's just – the guy's just different. And uh, Yeah, I, I think, think that will help. And I think that's a big piece that's been missing from from this team thus far. Um, and, and it, you know, you move out some guy, you move out a guy like Chris Harris and you move out a guy like Derek Wolf and then Philip Lindsay gets hurt and Drew Locke gets hurt and you're kind of voiceless uh-huh. in a way. And so I think that's a great, a great point. Um, let's move on and talk a little bit. We talked a little bit about it before about the fan injury, but let's talk about the opportunity for Albert O. Cause I think that everyone's kind of excited to see what this guy's got, um, in the tank. He is athletic. He's big. He's everything you want in a tight end. Do you think that they're going to have some set plays for him? Or do you think he's just going to kind of, they're going to go with the flow of the offense and, and maybe he'll get some shots or maybe not. Hey, maybe, or maybe not. Yeah. Um, would I like to see him get five or 10 package plays? Um, yeah. Do I think that you'll see him maybe in goal line? Um, if they can, if they can get him matched up against a smaller corner sure. and yeah absolutely I, I just i wouldn't expect a lot from him his first game action playing against bill belichick i don't know if that's a guy that they want to rely on in a game that they but they probably really want to win and probably feel strongly that they have a shot um but i would like to see it i just i don't think so uh and hopefully i'm wrong yeah i agree um you know, you'd like to see him get some opportunities, mm-hmm. especially in the red zone. I think that's where everyone is most excited. Maybe a little Julius Thomas-esque yeah. um, feel from yeah. from back in the day. Um, let's talk about just kind of the general game plan going in. Yeah. And let's talk about the offensive side of the ball first uh, against this Patriots defense. What do you do to kind of keep that defense in check? I think especially um, they're pretty stout up the middle. I think they're a little susceptible um, in the cornerback department or secondary department um how would you attack this defense and give the broncos the best shot to win well i, I would say Noah fan would have been that guy yeah they, they really struggled against kelsey last week i think that that would have given you an opportunity to really make that maybe jake butt has an opportunity to kind of have a shine game um 
So I think twofold. One, I think running to the edges, you know, making making their defense flow, kind of beating them with speed. I think we'll give uh we'll give the Broncos an opportunity to to get outside and make some plays. Um, and the it's like the the old adage they have to win on first down, and so they can't be in in second and ten and third and longs just because Bill Belichick is better coordinator than Pat Shermer. He, <laughs> right. he just is, and um, I bet Pat knows it for as good as Pat Shermer has been or could be. Um, moving forward with the Broncos, he's just Bill Belichick is all time great. So if you can get ahead, and even if it's three yards, if it's you know four yards, um, and getting yourself into manageable situations where you have much more of an open playbook, uh, they can't really gear to you. Um, maybe even some really good self scouting this week. Recognize what the what the tendencies have been so far. Running action off of those tendencies to to give uh, you know to give New England kind of a taste of their own medicine. Sure. This is what you've seen us do for the first four weeks. We're going to run something off of that um, and maybe get a chance for a big chunk play. Um, and yeah. I think really attack their corners. That the, their their corners are, are okay without without Stephon Gilmore. They're not good. Um, I think they're Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick. I would take those guys uh, and give them just opportunities to go make some plays. Can you kind of give me an example? So so I heard you say kind of not getting yourself behind the sticks mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I think, you know, for, for people who are, you know, basic, not basics, a bad word, but kind of casual fans, you think, okay, that means run first down, but I don't think that's always the case. Could you maybe give some examples of something you can do besides run up the middle on first down to, to not get behind the sticks? Yeah. So I think you have to not be scared to run the ball, but I think, um, you know, short play action passes, you know, swing passes to your running back or, or kind of an extension of the run, as you call it dump downs to your um to your slot receiver or to your um to your tight end you know safe throws that are going to get you positive yardage with minimal risk just to keep the ball moving um you're not necessarily taking big big shots on first down that are you know high risk um high reward kind of plays because in the end those are going to hit less than 20 percent of the time so what you want to do is make sure that you're you're moving forward um not only for the confidence of the offense um, but gives you an opportunity to be able to run more things. So, uh, uh, easy stuff over the middle, you know, depending on how they're playing, if they're, if they're playing a really aggressive man, um, I think both Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy can win off of, win off press and, and have easy completions on slants and, sure. uh, and kind of quick ends, like those kind of routes where uh, you're seeing the chest of the receiver. It's a short route. It's within rhythm, right? One, two, three throw, as opposed to something that's maybe going to take a longer time to develop. Um, you know, longer, um, longer concept that that is going to be much more for ten to twelve yards. Sure, you want to sprinkle those in. You have to be able to do those, but I don't know if I'd necessarily run that a lot in first down, especially not early. I forgot my note. Oh no, let's let's talk about the opposite side of the ball then. So, if you're on defense, what do you do to attack this offense? Especially, you know, the game the game plan is going to look significantly different yeah. with Cam out versus Cam in. Um, and I think at this point we're going to assume Cam's going to be out. Um, how would you attack Hoyer slash Stidham? Yep. Um, and and kind of a, a running back by committee. Yeah, you know they they run a lot of really interesting um, run action. I, I really liked what they did last week. Um, what I would recommend um, is really just to be doing what they did up front all all year. They they have been a really good team against the run the Broncos have. So I'd really load the box. I would um, I would really. I, I would make I would make Stidham or Hoyer throw the ball, and yeah. then I would play up. Uh, I think you can run blitz quite a bit. I think Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell should uh, really play, um, really play you know downhill quite a bit. They also don't have a tight end with with Gronk not there. They don't really have a tight end that scares you. Yeah, um, Izzo's an okay player, um, but he's not a great player. And so I, I think that the Broncos aren't even overmatched there. Um, and uh and, and really making those guys make throws and, and outside of edelman the receiver receiving core is pretty young uh, i like the matchup with callahan and, and edelman i think oj mudia and nikhil harry is a wash i think bosby showed uh, some 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 positive play so i i think at the skill position we match up really well yeah um maybe i'd bring simmons or, or um or jackson down i think that's really what last week what they did with Tyron Matthew, right? And let him kind of make some plays um, 
within the box area and kind of attack the line of scrimmage, I would do that with with uh, Jackson primarily, actually. I think he brings a lot of that tenacity and, and kind of being able to play up downhill, but either him or Simmons, I think, could bring that. So that's what I would do. It would really be a make them make them beat you. Yeah. Right. Um, don't give them, don't give them anything easy and, uh, uh, you know, play gap assignment football, which they have, they've really been pretty good in the run game. So I, I don't think I would change very much except just condensing the field and really making uh, either of those guys kind of beat you. Does the Stidham or Hoyer scare you at all? Do they bring anything to the table that, that you should maybe be looking for or, or are they just guys? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Stidham is much more of an athletic player. Uh, arm upside is there. Yeah. Um, but I don't think either guy scares you. And I think until they, not only did they beat you once, but they beat you twice, do I respect that at all? Um, and I think them knowing that is part of the battle too, right? Like, yep, no, you you can't beat us. Oh, yeah. You got one, that's cute. Right. Do it again. And, and I think that mentality, especially if the defense can show that and play that early, I think that really checks kind of the soul of a, of a quarterback. Yeah. And, and, and I think right now, neither of those guys have much confidence, right? Their, their games were abysmal sure. uh, last week. And not even just the stat line, but some of the decisions that Brian Hoyer made for a guy that's been in the league that long to take a to take themselves out of um, field goal range at the end of the first half. Yeah. That's that was, just not your skill set. That man. was brutal. You know? and, and it wasn't like you hold on to the ball extra in the pocket or you try to step up and make a make a throw. He's trying to you're trying to roll out backside when you don't roll out. Yep. Period. It's like why are why are we doing that? And then to see Stidham come in and, and throw a you know an early pick. Um I would assume that their confidence is a little, a little bit shot, and yeah. uh, I would, I would, I would make them prove it again. Um, I would go in assuming their confidence is still pretty low. And I would attack them until they show me otherwise. Um, let's talk X factors because mm-hmm. this is this is one of my favorite parts. Let's me be a little Nostradamus yeah. and see if I can predict uh, what how the game's going to go. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Let's do Patriots X factors first. Why don't you go first? Okay. okay. I wrote down two. Yeah. I've got to decide which oh, one I really want to go with. Look at you go. The oh, two are... man. I know. You did this last time and you took both of them. I don't know. Should I take both of them? It's up to you. I feel like I'm going to steal yours if I if I do both, though. I don't sure. know who you're going to pick, though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with James White. Okay. Um, I just think he he gives you a different look. He, he is someone who is, you know, I think it's pretty well established. He's a pass-catching yeah. back and I think he he is someone that once you're feeling really good about stopping the run game, that can kind of sneak out and get some some yardage on you. Um, he can even catch down the field, which you know not a lot of backs have that ability. I mean, we saw um, was the last Super Bowl that, the game that he had. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think he's capable of kind of he's kind of a sneaky athlete. I think he's good at everything, um, and I think he's someone who could kind of surprise the Broncos. And I, I don't know. You know, is that someone you game plan for? I don't know. Do you do you hope you know Josie Jewell or someone can cover him and make the best of it? I don't know how much you trust that in in, in a coverage situation. So I'm gonna say James White. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's cool. I, I, I like that. He is, um, you know, he gave us problems in 2015. Yeah. You know, a couple misfires from Tom Brady in that game probably looks a little bit different. Sure. Um, and that's a really good X factor. I don't think that we have anyone in particular that matches up really well with him. Um, except maybe like Bryce Callahan at the slot, depending right. on how they line up in the formations. Um, I, I like that. I'm actually going to go with Rex Burkhead. Oh, okay. Um, 
I really liked how he ran the ball last week. He has the ability to, to catch the ball, and he's he's pretty solid in the return game when they have him back there. So I think he provides a punch for them offensively in a, in a variety of, of ways. Um, so I, I think he is, uh, at least from the skill position, is a is a guy that I think is going to see the, at the field quite a bit and uh, someone that the Broncos better prepare for. I like that too. And he's kind of your goal down, your goal line guy. Yeah, and he's shown, he's shown the ability to kind of be all of those things. And uh, he's he, this is probably the best I've seen him play, especially in kind of an early season stretch. Give me your Broncos X Factor. So I my X Factor this week, and you know, it's kind of it'll be up here later today. Is I think Jerry Judy. I think um, I think Tim Patrick will, will get another opportunity, but I think Jerry Judy has shown exactly who the Broncos thought he was, and he he only got four targets last week. But he's averaging almost eight targets so far this season a game. And I think if he can get about that many targets, I think he's going to make some pretty good plays. Um, so I think he's my X factor because they don't have a guy really that can match up with him on that other side. Sure. Stephon Gilmore out. And I think if there's a game that he gets to to feast, because um, I don't know that Belichick's going to roll coverages to him yet. I don't think that he's earned that sure. um, quite yet. And so I think he's going to have an opportunity to to show out. I like that. And of course I want that. You know, yeah. Judy Judy's our guy. Yeah. We're we're ride and die with the Steve. I love me some Judy. Yeah. Um mine are both very boring, so I have to decide which boring one I okay. want to go with. Hey, let me hear you two and then I might have one more. Um I've got Demar Dotson. Okay. Um I just think that that right tackle position has been such yeah. such kind of a revolving door like matador defense kind of thing where there's a body there, but it's not it's yep. not always effective in, in keeping the pass rush uh, away. And they have some guys that can get to the quarterback. John Simon, who's kind of a he's a journeyman type, but he's solid. Uh, Chase Winovich, who can be a wrecking ball. Yeah, he's, he he was one of my he was my other choice for potential X factor. And I and I think that we've got to keep the pocket clean. Um, and I think that the most we're seeing the most exposure on that right side. And so mm-hmm. I think that if, if Dotson can, can keep the pocket clean and keep um, Rippin or lock, you know, within, within their comfort zone, then um, we're going to have a, a much better day. I like that. I think that's a good pick. And then my other pick is boring. It's Brandon McManus. And I think Dude. that, uh, I think this could come down to a field goal. And I think that, you know, they're they're like I said before, I feel like they're stout defense and they mm-hmm. they're probably gonna do a nice job of trying to keep you out of the end zone. And so you might you might get quite a few opportunities to get some points uh from McManus. And so I think, you know, generally he's nails and hopefully he can be again and, and maybe hopefully we can get into the end zone and we don't have to rely on that. But I think that I could see that game going that direction. No, I think that's a really good one. And you know, the one that I was gonna have is uh Melvin Gordon. I think um I just think offensively they're gonna they have to pick up third and threes, you know, third and ones. Yeah. I think that that's why he's here and he has to he he has to be that guy to be able to do that. Um or they won't win. It, it, they're just they're not an offense that I think that can overcome that with or without Drew Lock. So I think that he's a guy that's gonna have to be able to come through. You know, they know that we're gonna run the ball. He's gotta be able to get the ball um you know, into the into the end zone or uh pick up tough first downs. That's why he got brought here. That's what he's got to be able to do. Yep, I like that. Um, you know who I want the X Factor to be? Mm-hmm. Alberto Wegnerbaum. Yeah, I mean, that would be dope. That would be pretty dope. Be All right, we uh, are done with this segment. Oh, no, no, no. Predictions. Yeah. I almost forgot. Uh, what's your prediction for the outcome of the game on Sunday? Oh, man. I I actually have a really good feeling that they're going to. You know, I, with the Tampa game, I had, like, false hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It just we we talked about it right. We said it was a heart a heart pick, right? Um, I really thought that the Broncos had a shot against Pittsburgh, and in the end, they did, and um, they should have beat Tennessee, yeah, uh, for sure. And then um, and they won the game last week. I think that this game will be really close. Uh, I, I don't think that they'll win. I think that I think Belichick will come up with with something in the way that Bill Belichick does. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be a pretty low-scoring game. I think it'll be like something like 17-16. I think the Broncos will come up short, and it'll be kind of the gut-wrenching. Yeah. Um, kind of conti- continuation of what's been happening yeah. happening this year. Yeah. I uh, I also have a loss. I'm sorry, um, Broncos country. But I have a 23-20 loss. I just think 
I, like you said, I, I think we're a little overmatched coaching. Um, I think that there's enough uh, weapons for New England on offense to yeah. to get the job done. And I still and I do think they have a good defense. And I think they, you know, against inexperienced an inexperienced young team that they could they could uh, stymie us a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I and I almost anticipate you know a few turnovers, especially if Rippins in there, and it's hard to come back from those. So. Uh, I would love to be wrong. Broncos, prove me wrong. Prove us wrong. Uh, we would both be happy, so happy to be wrong. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we both got L's. Yeah. Well, maybe we can come up with a W in our beer segment. I mean, let's hope. Let's uh, let's uh, take a break, and then we're going to move on to beers and bets, and you can learn how to win that uh, signed Cortland Sutton jersey. So stick with us. Welcome back to segment three, which are, we are now affectionately calling our beer and bets segment. Um, we have a nice little sponsorship through Thrive Fantasy. Do you want to tell us about what's going on on Thrive Fantasy, Mr. Manning? Yeah, so this week again, if you if you enter our promo code 2020 to sign up, you get to receive an instant deposit matchup of up to 50 dollars brew minimum brew 2020 what did i say you just said 2020 yeah don't do that it won't work <laughs> out so brew 2020 and then uh with a minimum of uh 20 bucks deposit so they got they got games all over the place so you got world series matchups right or world series matchups you got mlb playoffs matchups right now uh you have the nba finals still hanging in and then obviously you've got uh nfl sunday action going on this weekend um it's it's the time to get in, and it's uh, like I said, it's a really easy app to use, uh, and then you can definitely go follow their Twitter account at Thrive Fantasy, um, just to be able to see what they got going on there. So check it out. Check it out. Prop up hashtag prop up hashtag prop up. That's the thing. So you got a hashtag prop up, and we have some props coming for you in a little bit. But let's yeah. uh, before we get into our props, let's go into our beer. Let's do it. We have a um, a fine crafted amber called an alt amber from alaskan brewing company this baby is straight out of Juneau, alaska guests over the age of 21 are welcome to enjoy a selection of over 20 alaskan beers on tap daily at their at their uh tap room uh all their beer is brewed and bottled in their facility in Juneau, and they're proud to sell it fresh from the source and what we have today is called the alt style mm. amber Alt style amber ale. Sorry, I left off the ale. And it says, the name of this beer style comes from the German word alt, meaning old. This refers to the aging that alts undergo since they ferment more slowly at colder temperatures than most ales. Slow fermentation helps condition the flavors in Alaskan amber, contributing to the overall balance and smoothness. Yeah. We haven't had any amber for a while. No, it's been a so bit. I'm kind of excited to give this one. A taste and you know i lived in alaska for four years when i was like two to five yeah you did something like that this wasn't around no. if it was <laughs> if i it couldn't was, i couldn't have enjoyed it <laughs> so now i'm gonna get to enjoy it Fair enough. uh let me give you your glass here with the sad colorado rockies on it unfortunately um we won't go down that path no though. i can't my heart hurts already ready for the crack here it comes that's solid yeah and give it a B plus. Yeah. It wasn't an A, but it was a B plus. Here's my little sad tasting. And you can just you just get you just go big on it. <laughs> oh yeah. Just here, I'll take the glass, you take the can. You you just down it. Cheers. Cheers. That's such a sad clink. Mmm. It's pretty tasty. It's almost got like a like a smokiness on the back yeah. end or something. That's a good way to describe it. It's definitely for a for a ale. It's definitely for an amber. It's definitely more flavorful. You know, it's a yeah. little bit more rich. Yeah, there's like a like I said, there's like a smokiness on the back end that I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a good amber, and it's pretty refreshing. Um, but that kind of snuck up on me. I was yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised yeah, by that. For sure. How do you? Uh, what do you feel? You feel like this is a 
a win, a loss, somewhere in the middle? Would you would where would you drink this? You drink it at a barbecue, drink it on a cold night in indoors by your fireplace? I think it'd be a I think it'd be all right, like tailgating beer. Okay. So it would keep you from like from just going. Yeah, yeah, that's keep true. You from pounding. It's light enough where you could we could have a few. Have a little game time. Little yeah. Game time. Good a little game go. time buzz. Yeah. I like that. So yeah, that's why I would that's why I'd rate it in like the stack of drinkability, like how how yeah. would you do yeah, it? Yeah, it's not like it. super crushable. Yeah. But it, it definitely is drinkable. Yeah. yeah. Like more than one. Yeah. Because sometimes you get those really heavy ones. Yeah. Or like the sours. Yeah. Well, for me, people love sours, but I'm, I kind of, I like them, but yeah. I like one, yeah. you know, or yeah. I, or there's this one. I, I, I can kind of prop them because I think we did one earlier, the copper kettle. Yeah. They have this stout that has chili peppers in it. And it's like, it's cool. It's interesting, but it's like if I drink more than yeah. one of those, it's like okay, the yeah. the thrill is gone. I was gonna say, yeah. Taste buds are shut. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right. I got enough. I got enough heat in my strike. beer. I think it's a it's a W for me. Yeah, I give yeah. it a W. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if that would have been one that I would have pulled from the shelf, but I'm glad I did. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to our bets. Let's do it. Let's do it, and let's. Uh, do you want to start with your props? Or you want me to start with my props? You go ahead. Go ahead. So what we do every week is we take props. Uh, Nick's team is Team Orange. My team is Team Blue. And in order to win our Cortland Sutton jersey, you either have to uh, email us, which is at orangeandbrew1 at gmail.com, or send us a direct message on Twitter or at brew underscore orange, and let us know who whose team you like, whose props you like, and then at the end, we'll announce our players of the week for the previous game. And so you need to insert those into the email slash message as well. And then if you are correct, if if you pick orange and orange does better, if you pick blue and blue does better, then you will get a raffle ticket for the Cortland Sutton jersey. Yeah. So don't forget, not that complicated. Get in there. Send us a message. Give us your team orange, team blue picks and our players of the week. And you can win a, a, a Sutton jersey. Easy peasy. So we'll start with Team Blue, Team Superior. And uh, so here are the props for Team Blue. DeAndre Hopkins over 86.5 receiving yards. I just realized we didn't do a tiebreaker. So we, That's right. we should probably pull that out. Uh, Darren Waller over 4.5 receptions. Joe Burrow over 1.5 passing touchdowns. Melvin Gordon over 0.5 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And Ezekiel Elliott under 11, 111.5 rushing and receiving yards. Let me pass this over to you. All right. So for Team Orange, hashtag Team Comeback, we're going to go Dalvin Cook over 80.5 rushing yards just because he's good at the foosball. He is quite good. We're going DK Metcalf over 87 and a half receiving yards because I think he's just he's in for a, another big week and uh, playing against a team that doesn't cover uh, receivers. I feel pretty good about. It. Yeah, I think Matt Ryan is going to go under 0.5 interceptions because I don't think Carolina has the, the playmakers on the back end to to make that. I think Matt Ryan they need this win. I think he's going to play real well. Um, that's my that's my that's my guess. I'm going to go over 24 and a half completions for Patrick Mahomes. He's playing against the Raiders, and the Raiders are bad on defense at least. Yeah. And uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to dominate, and it's going to be a good week. Jonathan Taylor over 0.5 rushing and receiving touchdowns together, not individually, so he just has to score a touchdown. Any touchdown. And I think he'll score at least a touchdown. No passing touchdowns, though. No, he cannot throw for a touchdown. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's... I've seen him throw. It's... It's quite hilarious. I haven't seen him throw. I actually don't know if that's right. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. I'm pulling up the Thrive app because we forgot to do our tiebreaker, so I'm just going to pick one for us. Yeah. And so give me a second. Give me the Jeopardy music. All right. Let's do... Let's do... do, 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 do Deshaun Watson against Jacksonville. 305.5. I'll take whatever you don't take. Okay. You want the over or the under? Uh, passing yards and rushing yards. I'm going to go over. Over? Okay, I'll okay. take the under. So that is our tiebreaker, Deshaun Watson. Uh, over 305.5 
rushing and passing yards for Team Orange and under for Team Blue. Also, our players of the game were um, Bradley Chubb and Melvin Gordon for being dominant out there, scoring some points, getting some sacks. So don't forget to add that to the message when you are trying to qualify for the Cortland Sutton jersey. Uh, thanks for sticking with us today, guys. And thank you for anyone who's retweeted our tweet from yesterday. We've got a lot of run, and it's been really nice to to see that. Um, we're just trying to grow the community, give you some good Broncos information. So thank you. Thank you, for everyone. And we just appreciate your your outpouring of love. I, I know we have a good, solid little foundation, but we want to grow that. Yep. So keep uh, retweeting us. Let us know what you guys want to hear. If you want us to to prop anything for you, let us know. If you're a follow, follow podcaster and you, you want to talk football sometimes, let, sometime let us know. Uh, otherwise, just thank you and Broncos country is the best. Yeah, appreciate you. Thanks. We will see you next week. Thanks for again for everything. Make sure that you mask up. Make sure you're washing your hands. And go Broncos. Go Broncos. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Brizo, at your local Ferguson showroom.